Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I should not allow some delusional perception of myself from when I was an absolute child dealing with fucking trauma to infiltrate how I see myself now or how I allow myself to behave now. So your girl is pitching. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the Shani Show. I'm your host, Shani Suisa, and today we are doing an audio-only solo episode. I just got to turn one out because I promised you guys consistency, and that I will deliver. However, I cannot handle a video today because we are working on so many amazing projects and things that are happening. So you know how I like to lighten my workload. And as always, with a good solo episode, I'm going to try and do this all the way through. No edits. It's funny, I feel like the people who don't edit things are always the people who are like, let's just fix it in post. (laughs) And the people who do edit things are the ones who are like, let's just shoot it right the first time. Ah, This dichotomy, it's always a back and forth between the pre and post production people. But I am a fan of the zero edit game. And so today will be that. Now let's just jump right in because I want to talk about something specific today. We're going to keep this episode topical. I might go on a few rants, might go on a few tangents, but for the most part, I really want to keep things on theme. And today's theme is going to be all about the pivot. Now I'm not 100% sure who sort of started this idea or who brought it to the main stage. I believe the first person I heard it from was Gary Vee. This was a couple years ago, Um, but I have been seeing it pop up on my feed a lot more lately. And it's something that I've been speaking about with quite a few friends. It just seems to be coming up in so many conversations. So let me just break down what the pivot actually means. It's kind of this idea that you don't need to be tied down or bound to any one particular identity that you maybe feel you embody right now, and that you can actually literally just be anything and anyone you want to be. And having that freedom of mentality to be able to just sort of embrace whatever it is that you actually want to be, whatever identities you actually want to take on or whatever sort of characteristics or whatever kind of person you want to be, you can actually just do that. And it's it seems so much easier said than done, but I feel like a lot of times we get tied to our current state, who we are as a person. And the idea of changing almost becomes like this Uh, this way of negating who you currently are. And it sort of makes, okay, at least for me personally, it makes me feel almost as if, okay, well, does that mean that I've been living inauthentically this whole time because I want to shift? I want to shift. I want to pivot. And the truth is it doesn't mean that. It just means that sometimes we fucking grow. Sometimes we, we get older, we grow up, we change, we experience so many different new things. I mean, you could go through like one, one month period of your life that is so wild and crazy and severe and Uh, just like full of experience that makes you change the way you look at everything. What's that book, uh, The Highly Successful Habits of the, no, no, the habits, the seven habits of highly effective people or some shit like that, whatever. In that book, he talks about the paradigm shift. And I always remember the paradigm shift as like this, just this crazy aha movement that he explains. And And by using paradigm shifts, the way that he uses them is it's like a way to improve your habits and whatever and all this stuff, which is super powerful. But the way that I see it also is that sometimes a paradigm shift can just shift who you are as a person. It makes you see things completely differently and it makes you want to be something different. All right, guys, before we continue with this episode, I'm going to give us a little message from our sponsor, the people who keep the lights on. Choo-choo, sort of. Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season and every season. Next season, 
last season if you can get a time machine you should also use bet online basically all of the seasons you should use bet online betonline.ag you can check out all of their different sports betting things like betting on golf or betting on more golf or perhaps you want to bet on some more golf you know listen no matter how much golf you want to bet online for bet online is there for you BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get 50% off your welcome bonus. That's right. Just as I believe in you to bet successfully on golf, why don't you believe in me to use this promo code? BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. That got creative. Back to you in the studio, Sean. Really good example of a shift that I've made, a pivot, if you will has been going from this person who never works out to this person who works out almost every single day. And that was a huge pivot in my life. But the behavioral pivot came a lot earlier than the mental pivot. So a behavioral pivot, the way that I see it is, this is actually just shit that I'm making up at this point because I'm just elaborating on the pivot. And I've been thinking about this idea nonstop. But when I think of the pivot, I think about it in two steps. I think that there's the behavioral pivot and then I think there's the mental pivot. And I don't think that they have to go in order at all. I think that they are interchangeable first or second. Um, Um, But the behavioral pivot to me is like the action of actually doing all of those things, right? So taking on the identity of someone who works out, the behavioral pivot to that would mean that you like go to the gym, you go to work, whatever workout it is that you're looking for. Maybe you're pivoting to Pilates girls. So you're hitting a Pilates every day, like whatever the behavior of of your, of your pivot is, that's the behavioral switch, right? Like that's the, that's the action. But then there's the mental pivot, which is seeing yourself as somebody who works out every single day. And I think that to me has always been the much harder pivot Mentally pivoting is always just such a stretch for my brain for some reason that I just find it so difficult. And what I find the hardest is that this this sort of dichotomy between it's like the pivot in my own head versus the pivot in everybody else's head. And sometimes I feel like I can't pivot myself mentally until I feel like other people are viewing me in that way. And I think that stems from like my my appreciation of self-awareness, which can also be just like this massive hindrance as well, because there's a difference between, you know, obsessing over how people view you and making sure that you're in line with that and just having some, you know, relative self-awareness to what's happening in this world and how people see you and then being able to establish whether or not it's warranted, whether or not you should even give a shit, whether or not it's whatever, right? How you should view that, those opinions. But for me, I think I just get caught up in that too much where sometimes I feel like, okay, well, if I pivot mentally to the person who works out, but nobody sees me as that, then is that really an accurate mental picture? Or am I lacking self-awareness and stepping into sort of this delusional category? But ironically, I actually think delusion can be super healthy for people. I I do believe that everyone needs a bit of delusion in their day. And I used to have a lot of more of that growing up. And I used to appreciate that more. And I think as I've gotten older, I've become more acutely aware of just the perceptions of me and wanting to make sure that how I view myself matches the way that others view me for no other reason other than really wanting to have this quote unquote pristine self-awareness. But then again, 
is that really what I should be doing or worrying about right now? And I think the answer is actually no. So anyways, let's go back to pivots, right? So for me with pivoting with working out is the behavioral part came way earlier than the mental part. In fact, I was working out for like two years before I ever mentally pivoted into this person who works out because behaviorally I was doing it. I had a trainer three, four times a week. It was fantastic. I was, you know, I picked up martial arts. I was doing a ton of different stuff and really like getting into it. Um, and getting into my health and fitness, but mentally I just still wasn't there yet. And I'll never forget the day when I just kind of felt like, you know what, I might not be at my goal weight and I might not be the skinniest person in the world. And you might not even be able to see any of my muscles peeking through this wild layer of insulation that I still happen to have on me after two years of working out, but fuck it. I'm fit. I do all this shit. I'm constantly training and I can out train all of my other friends who don't work out a day in their life who are smaller than me. So why am I so ashamed? Like, why am I not proud of this? Why am I not connecting to this identity that I am living every single day? And, and I pivoted, I pivoted. Now I'm a bitch who works out, baby. And if anyone says anything, I'll just be like, all right, well, show me your deadlift form and then I'll correct it. So I just think that like the mental pivot is so important, at least for me personally, perhaps maybe the behavioral pivot is what's harder for you. Who knows? But for me, it's always been the mental pivot. And I would love to take on a pivot at some point in my life where I take on the mental pivot before I ever take on the physical pivot. And I don't know that I am there for another few years, but I really would love for that to happen. Uh, a pivot that I'm currently going through right now that I'm, or at least I'm, I'm trying to go through is this soft girl era. Me and my friend Nicole have been talking about it a lot. And uh, in general, I would say a lot of women talk about this issue. I think some men talk about this issue too, just kind of in regards to the dating world where this idea, like, so let me explain soft girl, I guess, that you understand what I'm saying. It's like this idea of being really in touch with your feminine energy and allowing yourself to go into your feminine, feminine, <laughs> fucking tongue twister of a word allowing yourself to go into your femininity more than defaulting towards like your more masculine side which you embrace a lot in your work life or in in certain aspects like for me personally I felt like I grew up in some really tumultuous environments where I had to be either a provider of sorts or a physical protector of sorts and I think that that led to me being someone who views their personality as really tough because I either had to like scream at people or physically step in front of people to protect them or like physically put my hands on certain situations. And like, I think that a lot of that's very masculine energy, but I was sort of forced into those situations a lot where I had to embrace those roles. And so that to me, uh, you know, maybe it was because I was just so young, but that to me really led to a big part of that sort of like toughness identity. And I have to do that still now. I'm a financial provider for a lot of people. I'm not as much of a physical protector, thank goodness, as I was when I was a kid. And I really appreciate that now being an adult. Um, But I still, you know, have a lot of those traits where I'm nurturing in a kind of masculine way. I think financially supporting people is definitely a huge part of that. I'm one of the only people who works um, amongst my siblings. I'm like the businessy minded person. And so I do embrace a lot of that stuff in my day to day life. And I want to be able to embrace the other side of me, the femininity side a lot more often. And especially when I'm going on dates, which I do think I do. 
actually, you know what? I actually do that really well when I'm on dates. My issue is not really dates. It's more like when I'm out and about meeting people, I need to pivot from, all right, I'm not at work anymore, Sean. You're like at a party, just go have fun, you know, just loosen up a little and smile. Like I know when people hate to hear that they need to smile, but sometimes I am so focused on being taken seriously in the day that I'm suppressing a lot of the quirky, giggly, feminine side of Shawnee. Because the truth is from 18 to like 25, when I was in the workforce, any job I had took me way less seriously than any of my male coworkers. Oh my God, I'll never forget the first job I got out of college as a product manager. I was on a call and we were talking about the product. It was this tech product. We were developing software and I said something almost like word for word, word for word had like brought this thing up and the boss was like, mm, just completely ignored what I had to say, da, 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 da. And then the programmer, the programmer, man, younger than me also, by the way, said the exact same thing that I said. And I'll never forget our boss going, what a great idea. (laughs) And I just thought like, what the fuck is going on? And it was actually that job, which made me feel like I needed to speak a lot. Well, I did need to speak a lot slower but it did make me feel that way. And it got me to practice speaking a lot slower, especially with older people, because they always asked me to slow down. And it also showed me just this wild disparity of how women and men are treated in the workforce. And especially as a young woman, I think that that's like something that we all kind of really experience. So a lot of women who would like to be able to work and succeed in life, especially maybe in places that are really hustling and bustling, like cities of New York and Los Angeles, were forced to embrace our more masculine sides and that masculine energy so much more in our day-to-day to be able to be taken seriously and to get you done quite frankly like I need to get you done I'm not trying to put an exclamation point in every other word in my email I would like to be assertive when I have to and I have to be quite assertive to be able to get things done to be able to be taken seriously so there are a lot of traits that we have to embody to get shit done in the workforce that makes us more in touch with our masculine energy in in the daytime and switching and pivoting to that feminine energy when you go out or when you're with friends or when you're trying to meet men to date or women to date whatever your vibe is it's really hard to do that like it's really hard to actually just switch like that and so soft girl era is my current pivot I'm really trying to like embrace this and what's so funny is that physically like the behavioral stuff I have done I'm so I've always been so into makeup into hair into all of this shit I dress great I love my style I get really obsessive with certain outfits where I will wear that outfit with every single friend group I see for like three weeks and then and then I pivot (laughs) to I wonder how many times I've said pivot in this episode but okay and then I will switch like a different outfit wear that in front of every single person I see for the next three weeks um but I do. I love clothes. I love clothes. I love style. I love shopping. I love girly shit. I love having my nails done. I have laser hair removal, so I look like a naked mole rat everywhere. I hate having grays on my hair, and it drives me crazy that I do, and I like to dye them. And I know, like, the physical appearance isn't all the feminine, 
But that's definitely part of it. And it's a huge part of the sort of physical pivot for me, uh, or at least like the way that I see it. But the other thing is also like there's there's so many other like physical characteristics or like things that I do, behavioral, sorry, behavioral things that I do that are super feminine. Like my room is spotless and my d- the decor in here is beautiful. I wear a silk fucking hat over my head every single night before I sleep and it's beautiful and pink and everything is like just gorgeous in here and my shoe cupboard is stunning and my closet is organized to perfection and I have scented candles everywhere in my bedroom and my makeup organization is just like gorgeous and I brush my I wash my brushes every single week and I do like I'm just such a clean and quite frankly actually I'm just like a really feminine person in my own personal space and I just think I need to start mentally pivoting myself into embracing that because behaviorally I am literally all there and I actually probably you know assume that people see me that way I mean not probably should whatever the fuck so many different filler words in this that I could honestly cut out but will I edit them no no I will not Okay, but basically what I was just trying to say is that like, honestly, people probably see me that way already. And I should not allow some delusional perception of myself from when I was an absolute child dealing with fucking trauma to infiltrate how I see myself now or how I allow myself to behave now. So your girl is pivoting and I'm actually pivoting even harder into soft girl than people will understand because I I kid you not, the one area of femininity that I feel I have not conquered, and this is actually so not important to becoming a feminine person, but to me, it is one thing that I've wanted to conquer my whole life. I've wanted to just be good at it. And that is walking in high heels. I spent an entire Sunday just practicing walking in high heels recently. And it was so much fun. And I think I only fell like one time. So snaps for Shawnee and her new girly self. I actually think that the biggest part of the pivot that's so important is grasping how important the mental part is and and being able to do that before you ever do the behavioral stuff because one can lead to the other. And if you have trouble getting the behavioral things off the ground, then just mentally pivot yourself. And I'm telling you, it will follow. I feel like there are so many areas in my life in which I'm excited to pivot for. I feel like my 30s is going to be a really interesting time. I would love to say that I'm not going to be someone who's going to be super aggressive about opinions and I'll leave the door open for me to pivot in the future if I change my mind on things, but I really can't guarantee that because that's just honestly a part of who I am is talking a lot and not necessarily sharing a lot. And I feel like when you're a big talker and not a big sharer, which just essentially means that you know, you're spewing two percent of what you're actually thinking but yet somehow it's a massive percentage of the talking that's happening in the world (sighs) then you know you're gonna have these sort of situations where you might back yourself into a corner if you will i think is the good way to describe it yeah you might back yourself into a little bit of a corner where you feel like you can't pivot but you know what just take a step forward okay take a deep breath and then fucking pivot and once you do Once you allow yourself to pivot in any other direction that you want to and you just do what it is you want to do and you just be who it is that you want to be, I feel like that is just gold right there. I was having a conversation recently about kids. It's so funny because I go back and forth on whether I want kids, but I deep down I always want kids, right? Like I really want a little miniature Shawnee, but I was having a conversation about this recently with someone and whenever I'm around someone who doesn't want kids, I go, 
oh yeah, I don't want kids. Whenever I'm around someone who does want kids, I'm like, yeah, I'd love kids, right? And it's not really like an influence of the other person. It's just kind of more a reflection of the fact that honestly, I see both sides. I see both sides. I view both sides. I think both sides. I kid you not, there are times when I would love them. And there are times when I'm like, holy shit, that is crazy amounts of work, right? But I would love, I would love to be able to not express these opinions when I know that they're not 100%. And when I know that I'm not 100% sure, that's, you know what, I need to pivot into being a more thoughtful fucking person. This is actually a really informative uh, episode for myself, because that is something that I need to pivot into. I'm talking about how you can pivot all over the place, using this word about 100 times throughout this whole episode. And honestly, it's making me a little nauseous, just the combination of P-I-V-O-T, can't say it anymore. But I've been talking about it nonstop, and yet here I am talking about this thing that I do, and I'm like, why can't I just, you know, <laughs> the word that shall not be named, out of this situation? So I will. I will, the word that shall not be named, out of this situation. And I think that I can. I need to become a more thoughtful person, and I need to not express myself before I'm sure. And to me, like that conversation about kids was the perfect example of that. Because then later I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, you know, honestly, I do want them. And I just, did I lie in that conversation? No, because sometimes I don't. But maybe I just don't need to be as aggressive. You know what the other part was that I felt so bad about was that I was sitting right next to a pregnant woman who's like the biggest sweetheart. And I'm sitting there going on this psycho rant about how can't do without help. I need a night nurse. I need a day nurse, which by the way, I actually do really feel like that. That's, I'm not kidding. Like that's, that's a genuine sensation. Although I do know that deep down in my heart of hearts, I would make a phenomenal mother, whether I had help, whether I was a single mom, whether I had a phenomenal partner, a night nurse, a day nurse, I would die for my kid. Like I would do whatever it took. But that being said, I do really want help when I have children, but I didn't need to be so fucking aggressive about it. Like, why did I have to be so aggressive about this opinion that honestly, I only think 50% of the time and I'm sitting there next to this pregnant woman ranting off all the things that I would like have to get done before having a baby. And then I just like kind of realized after I'm like, oh my God, that's so mean to do. Plus I was thinking about how many emotions she's going through because when you're pregnant, isn't it just like being on your period, but on steroids? I'm crazy on my period, so I can't even imagine what that on steroids would be like or feel like. So I felt even worse because then I was thinking to myself like, oh, no, she's probably so emotional. And now am I making her overthink things? So I don't know. Moral of the story is I need to pivot out of this idea of having to. Mm, no, what is what is the actual pivot here that I have to do? No, I need to pivot more from a person who talks a lot to a person who still talks a lot, but is also more thoughtful before speaking. That's what I would like to do. And actually, I think that that is quite a feminine thing. Obviously, there are men who are very thoughtful, but I do think that the way that I would like to embrace that thoughtfulness is also to incorporate a bit of gentleness, if you will, into my delivery of things. I would like that. I would really like that. And so I would like to pivot to that more. And I think that that goes hand in hand with soft girl era because it's kind of like a similar pivot and they can kind of happen together a little bit. They will all just embrace all these qualities. So I'm going to start working on that. Um, but the moral of the whole story, this whole episode, and I can't believe I actually made, managed to stay on theme. I'm so fucking proud of myself, you guys. I stayed on theme this whole time. What are we, 20 minutes in and we're on theme? We're on theme, we're on theme, we're on theme, we're on theme. We might go off track right now, but at least we put on theme. <laughs> okay, great. So 
I'm on theme and I'm really proud of myself, but I want to close this whole thing off with encouraging you to figure out an area that you want to pivot and just do it. Who says you have to be the person that you are now? Who says that changing who you are or embracing new parts of you or embracing parts of you that you've kept away or embracing parts of you that you never had and that you really have always wanted means that the current you was anything less than genuine. Just because you want to change doesn't mean that current you is bad. Doesn't mean that current you wasn't valuable and worthwhile for the last however many years. Doesn't mean any of that. You can go through so many phases in life. So I'm going to close this episode off with that but I will encourage you all to try a pivot, take a pivot, pivot to the left, pivot to the right, pivot to the all the way around to the back and pivot, do a 180, do a 360, do a 50 degrees, do a 40 degrees, do a 20 degrees, do a 30 or a 10. You could pivot a little, you could pivot a lot, you could pivot all around. You could try and pivot even more if you wanted to just make some more sounds. I could go on for days and that's really a problem. <laughs> Maybe I should have just gone into a different career. Woo! Pivot for me and pivot for you. Bye! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.